Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. It is a lovely Thursday evening here in Seattle, and I just want to welcome all of the listeners that we have throughout the country and even outside of the United States. I get a lot of emails um, related to the radio show, and I just want to say thank you. Um, I appreciate people listening, and of course, I'm thrilled to take your calls, and so are our guests. And speaking of guests, we do have a guest tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We have Dr. Steve Stroud who is a naturopath and acupuncturist. Um, Steve, you might have to correct me here if I you know, give too many uh, unique titles for you. Um, um, but I believe that you have, um, you have a bachelor's degree in natural health science. Uh, and you've, you have advanced training in cradle sanquil work. Um, you've also graduated from the Barbara Burnham School of Healing and have had two years of extra studies regarding that. And now you also teach or have taught for many, many years at the Barbara Burnham School of Healing. Is that correct? Uh, correct. I'm on the faculty in- I've been on the faculty for about uh, three years. Oh, it's just wonderful. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you and to listen about all the wonderful things that you have done in your life to help you formulate your own ideas of healing and how to help your patients. And your practice is in Wenatchee, correct? Uh, Correct. Yeah, I've been in practice. For 20 years. Wow, for 20 years. So Dr. Stroud is here local in Washington State. And so, you know, um, a little bit later we'll give out your office phone number. And, of course, the information or a lot of information people can find on my website under the radio um, show page. And, and of course, with any guests, if anyone has questions, um, once someone's been on the air, they can always call the office, and we'll be happy to give that information. So I was curious, Dr. Stroud, um, what brought you down into the role the the I guess you should say the road of healing in, in out of Western medicine, so to speak. What was it that brought you in that direction? Well, it, it was actually an event that happened. I was I was in a car accident, mm. and I broke uh, five ribs, mm-hmm. and was of course uh, taken to the hospital and X-rayed and and you know wrapped up and, and given pain medications and was walking out the door. And I asked the physician, the emergency room physician, what I could do to get better. And he just looked at me. He, he didn't really understand the question. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, take these pain medications and go home. Right, rest. Rest. And uh, what I started to do at that point was read about, uh, you know, herbs for healing bones and um, diets. This was back in the late 70s. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Ann Wigmore and the raw foods diet. Mm-hmm. live foods. And so I started to look into that and started to just study on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, take supplements, calcium. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays we would think, well, of course, that's, that's obvious, but, you know, 30 whatever years ago, that right. was not as common knowledge. Mm-hmm. So from there, I just started studying as much as I could and took different classes. And then at uh, one point, decided to become a professional. Wonderful. 
And, and then you just continued, then you eventually studied acupuncture. Yeah, I uh, started my practice and about five years later went back and got my master's degree in acupuncture. Wonderful. Finished that. Oh, before I, well, you know, these are all details, but before I did that, I studied uh, with the Upledger Institute, uh, oh. cranial psychotherapy. Wonderful. And then uh, got my master's in acupuncture. And then uh, a few years after that, uh, I'd always been interested in um, energy medicine. Mm-hmm. And uh, decided to, uh, you know, and I've got, uh, I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with the books by Barbara Brennan. Right. Hands of Light, Light Emerging. And um, wanted to study those and kept thinking I could study it and learn it on my own. Never quite got around to it. And then uh, went to school there, which is a four-year program. And uh, took a couple extra years of advanced studies. And then, like you said, you know, I retired from faculty. Oh, that's just wonderful. And it's interesting how it's taking you down the path, first with your own health worries and concerns, and then learning and studying on how to heal yourself, and then, you know, realizing how important it is, and then helping other individuals do the same thing. And and if I remember well, I think um, the Barbara Brennan School of Healing is still the only accredited school for healers in the world. Is that true? As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Wonderful. And so then you go there. Um, we've talked before, so let's, you know, of course, while well, I know a little bit about your history, um, you go to Florida, which is where the school is located every other month. Yeah. And and you teach students there. I teach, yeah. There's a, it's a four-year curriculum, just kind of like high school, and I'm on the third-year team. Wow. And uh, teach. It's so great. And people from all over the country and all over the world come. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. To go to the school. And so what areas do you teach in the school? Uh, well, it's kind of a team teaching, but I teach uh, what's called integrative care. Mm-hmm. And I teach uh, anatomy and physiology, but it's anatomy and physiology of both the physical body and the energy field and what? how they correlate. Oh, that's and wonderful. We teach things like um, uh, skills. The third year of training has a lot of uh, technical skills like how to work with another's energy field, like to restructure a chakra mm-hmm. or to uh, restructure uh, uh, the etheric uh, field of an organ or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's uh, pretty amazing uh, work. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and before we go to the phone lines, because we actually, you know, this is a call-in show, and everyone's welcome to call Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll have Tom give out those numbers again. We already do have people on hold waiting to ask questions. Um, what is probably, you, you know, sometimes I think people who work in the healing arts have at least some cornerstone of philosophy or some something that helps, that they feel helps them to help their patients the most. Is there something that, because um, I know everyone's unique and very different in their circumstances, um, and even in the way that they heal, you know, because ultimately um, people do the healing themselves, which is phenomenal and amazing to watch. But is there something that, that you believe in or is a cornerstone to your belief system regarding healing? Well, um, well, that's such a great question. It's a big question. But in terms of being a practitioner and um, working in the healing field, for me, and this is kind of a gift that, um, working with the energy field gives is that um, by perceiving the dynamics of the human energy field, um, we're able, or one is, or I'm able to perceive uh, the real, true 
planets that may never have been met in their entire life. Wow. Because the energy field runs and is uh, created on what a person believes. Mm-hmm. And if they have certain limiting beliefs, then the energy field then creates their distortion in the field. Right. And that distortion, if looked at with great compassion, leads us to understand where the patient or where the, the person wanting to be healed has, in a sense, been wounded in their life. Mm-hmm. And if we understand where they've been wounded, uh, then we can understand how to meet a need or to heal that wound that, that maybe has never been touched upon. That even the, the client might not even know what it truly is. Yeah, so, that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, so, so by, uh, in a sense, meeting people at that level uh, really creates healing at a very deep, it's a very deep opportunity to heal. Well, you answered that question beautifully. <laughs> so thank yeah. you for your insight, but that was lovely, just lovely. So we're going to go ahead and go to our phone lines and start to take calls in. So Tom, um, do you want to hand out that number again or the numbers for everyone? Well, certainly we, I think we've only got one line open right now, but people are more <laughs> than welcome to go ahead and give us a call at one 825 8828 That number one more time, 877-825-8828. And we've already got Judy on the line right now Great. from Renton. Hi, Judy. Hello, Judy. Hello. Hi. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I am great. So what can we do for you tonight? Um, I'd like you to tell me whatever you think I need to know. <laughs> okay. So do you have a particular health question since we have Dr. Stroud on the line? It's a great opportunity if you have um, any health concerns. Well, um, I like to balance my whole endocrine system, and <laughs> I'd like to know if you can, if a woman has facial hair, is there any way for um, herbs or uh, or what or natural stuff to take it away, or do you have to have a electrolysis or a laser therapy? So, what do you think, Doctor Stroud? Well, you know, I guess the first step would be to uh, do a hormone analysis, and you know, we're just talking basic laboratory work. Has that been done? Judy? Yes. Have, have you had uh, hormone testing done? Uh, I know I have too. I know I'm out of kilter and I have too many male hormones. Okay. Well, there's uh, certainly herbs uh, and uh, different natural medicines that can decrease the, um, the you know, male hormone load on a female body. And if, the, if my hormones ever got balanced, would the facial hair go away or would that have to be removed uh, by laser. I think there's a good chance it would go away. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, of course, I'm not a doctor, but um, yeah, when the, hor- you know, when the hormones are off balance and all kinds of interesting things could, can happen to our body. And I think, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to ask, do you live in uh, uh, Washington State? Pardon? Do you live in Washington State? Yes. Well, you know, I would uh, recommend that you visit a, a naturopath and they can run a hormone panel on you. Okay. They can uh, balance your hormones. That's how I would do it. So go to a naturopath. Yep. Okay. And, and, you know, one of the things I'm looking at, Judy, when I'm scanning your energy as well is, um, at least the way I look at it, and I'm sure I would love to hear what Dr. Stroud's um, viewpoints are as well. But when I see the seventh chakra, I also see that it governs all of the skin, you know, so if, in, in my opinion, the central nervous system, minus parts of the brain, 
and then the skin. Um, and so, of course, can be partially connected to hair follicles since they are in the skin. And when I look at the seventh vortex, um, one of its primary responsibilities is to receive unconditional love. And, and when I look at your seventh chakra, you have very strong energy, by the way. Lovely strong energy. <laughs> you really do. Um, you know, part of it is about um, learning how to appreciate others so that we can also have a, a nice, healthy feeling of self-appreciation, you know, because everything is mirrored. You know, how we feel about others reflects how we feel about ourselves and so forth. And maybe when you go and get your hormones um, evaluated and then make some adjustments herbally or however you choose to use natural medicines, um, perhaps also, you know, using some of those emotional components would speed the process or allow it to work um, more deeply in your body. Are you saying I don't love myself enough or I don't love other people enough or both? Yeah, it's, it's going to be both, in my opinion. I, I think you have a critical eye. And I don't think your judgments are inaccurate, by the way. I'm, I think that what you sense is, is fairly accurate. Um, it, you know, truly, I mean, I think your intuition is right on. But there's, you know, there's this huge landscape to life and each individual as well. And so I, I see you sometimes, do you think that's true for you, that sometimes you are quick to judge or you size up someone very quickly? Sometimes. Okay. But I try not to judge, but you're saying I do anyway. Well, that's just my opinion, you know, when I, when I look at it. And, and again, I'm not seeing that your um, assessments are inaccurate. I just think that there's like a larger landscape where you can kind of step back and, and see a bigger picture of someone. And w- when we do make assessments about other people, it's also a reflection of the assessment we have of ourselves, you know. And, and so when we can be um, appreciative of others more so, you know, maybe more deeply, then it also means that we're being more appreciative of ourselves, which helps that seven chakra pull in light and energy and perhaps maybe helps stimulate those hair follicles in a slightly different way. And so, Dr. Stroud, how do you view the seven chakra? Well, I think you're absolutely right on there. Seven chakra actually feeds the endocrine system. Mm. Pardon, I couldn't hear that. The seven chakra feeds... Uh, the end of uh, the endocrine system or the hormones. The seventh chakra feeds the uh, endocrine system. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think that the the seventh chakra is really, uh, as Marie said, is really clear. But as it as it uh, the energy of the seventh chakra moves into your physical body, it uh, becomes more um, cloudy or heavy, so to speak. So um, I think what Marie was talking about was is uh, very useful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that coming from an expert. Thank you very much. So, Judy, one of the things you can do is actually think about something that you love, like a pet or a body of water or a piece of land, while also visualizing wonderful light pouring into your body and then um, taking that feeling of love towards something that you really do love and then transferring that love into your body for you. I think that really helps people feel you know, this light may be less cloudy, as um, Dr. Stroud said, um, so it can move into your body and send some light to your endocrine system, ultimately helping the hormones. How does that sound? Fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm you... trying to do that now. Do you see any difference in my energy? Yeah, I just see a few little sparks, which isn't necessarily um, a negative thing. It means that you're adjusting the energy, you know, like it has to move through your, your belief system. So there's... a teeny bit of resistance. And what I've noticed when it comes to shifting energy, and I'm sure with everything in life, it takes practice. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. 
it, it takes a change in the belief system, like Dr. Stroud er, said earlier. Yeah. Uh, so um, any other questions for you, Judy? What would be a good affirmation for me? Ah, what do you think, Dr. Stroud? Um, um, it would have to be something that would bring light into your physical body. Hmm. So, so the energy and the light that's coming into the seven chakra comes all the way down into all of the cells of your physical body. Ooh, that sounds beautiful. Say that again, please. Well, it would be an affirmation that would focus on bringing the, the light and the energy of the seven chakra, which is a very high, bright energy, all the way into your physical body and into all every one of your cells. So you could say something like the, you know, like the light of and energy of the the highest chakra, which is the seventh chakra, is now radiating and shining in all of my physical cells. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, repeat that slowly so I can write it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you can really create your own, but that's the idea of it. Yeah, but could you formulate it? And then I can work on it after that. But if I have something basic to work with, I can work with that. To begin with, uh, it would be something like uh, the uh, the light and energy of my seventh chakra is now radiating and filling all of my physical body and my physical self. Light and energy of my seventh chakra is now what? Filling. filling. Now filling. Yeah, like your whole body becomes a light. Uh, and all the cells, if you could picture all your cells lighting up with that energy. That sounds beautiful. And, you know, Judy, luckily, this will be um, be available. You can listen to this again off of my website um, because all of them are archived, all the shows. You can even download it on an iPod. And we're going to repeat this show next Thursday in the afternoon. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate your question and for being such a, a good sport as well. Thank you so much. Well, thank both of you very much. Yeah, have a wonderful evening. You too. Okay. So we're going to go straight to the phone lines again, Tom. So who do we have on the line? Okay, we've got uh, Michelle on the line from Woodenville. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you tonight? Well, I wanted to ask your opinion on um, some difficulty I'm having in my long-term marriage of 23 years uh, with my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going through a lot I of anxiety and stress. I can't actually hear you. Uh, continues oh. to... Um, I don't. I would like to have peace and love in my marriage, but the variable of having my husband, who's self-employed, and our financial situation and his lack of uh, self-care is is extraordinary, um, extraordinarily difficult for me to deal with. So my question is how, how or what can I do, if it's possible, to be fulfilled in the marriage with those variables? Were you able to hear that, Doctor Stroud? No, I'm sorry, I, I can't. Something about. Um, I can't. I can't hear it. It, it was um, uh, Michelle is has called in from Washington area, and she's talking about her long term marriage. You know that there are she's having a hard time. Do you want to repeat that question again? I'm so sorry, Michelle. That's maybe, okay. Can you hear I, her now, Doctor Stroud? Uh, maybe if you talk real clear and loud into the <laughs> sorry phone. Sorry about that. And, and Tom's adjusting that so that um, hopefully Doctor Stroud can hear us better. Okay, I was just curious and wanting to find out. Um, I'm, I'm in a long-term uh, marriage with a husband who's self-employed and um, is not really taking very good care of his health, and so we have a lot of, uh, we have two issues, his, his lack of self-care and love and the finances, uh, the long-term 
struggle in finances uh, at home is making it really difficult for me to be happy and joy-filled and uh, at peace and love in my marriage. I don't know how to do that. I was, I feel helpless and hopeless mm. uh, and scared. And how was that? For my future. Was that better, Dr. Stroud? Could yeah, you? I can actually Great. hear that. Oops. Excellent. So what are your ideas, Dr. Stroud? Um, well, um, you know, if we look at the energy field, and if we want to focus on that, there's a lot of uh, second chakra issues, you know, self-esteem, uh, money, uh, self-care, um, how we feel about ourselves. And so um, it's, it's really important um, uh, for uh, you to focus on how you can take care of yourself so that you're strong enough to uh, begin to deal with the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, the, the second chakra is about relationships as well. At least that's how I visualize it. I think that's why you're there as well, correct? Is that true right. for you, Steve? Yeah. yeah. And um, you know what I'm hearing when I'm listening to you, Michelle, is is I think that you've been working really hard to take care of your husband for a long time in right. many, many, many levels, you know, from and supporting him beautifully, you know, to right. the best of your ability. Right. And I think what happens in relationships when it, maybe it's getting healthier, but it doesn't feel like it is, is that maybe we stop supporting the other person so so well, and we start to support ourselves, and it sounds like that's where you're heading is to, you know, you're kind of taking away some of your energy and, and maybe slightly frustrated because it's not working or you right. feel it's not working, and you're learning to spend time on yourself. And at least for myself, when it comes to relationships, when I spend time with me, then the relationship gets better or it changes or it goes away or whatever, whatever needs to happen when I stop trying to be so um, connected to the outcome. Right. When, when I stop that. Right. And so are you able to do that? Um, I mean, is, I mean, obviously you're working on that, but how are you focusing on being able to focus on you? Well, I went to, I took one of your classes, I think it was last month, and you had suggested um, the question you gave back to me is, what do I want? Oh. That was uh-huh. the reading that you, you picked up on uh-huh. me. And I've been really, I, I wrote it down and every morning, and I asked myself that frequently, and and what I want, um, I kind of feel like how to, I mean, if we want to go and be physical and go hiking and stuff, and he can't because his back hurts and he's overweight and he can't handle those things, I feel limited by his abilities. Or, you know, when he has back pain and he has his stuff, it affects me. Right. So it's like it's like it's in my face, as well as the financial. I'm, I have three kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom. The littlest one will be in kindergarten in the fall, and I can hopefully start to create an income then. But... Mm-hmm. It's an insurmountable piece. I feel like I'm rely. I am relying on him to care for the children and I, and that's and it's it's taking its toll. There's a lot of anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. And, for me. and so, what are your thoughts, Doctor Stroud? Well, I I, I think that um, what you said, Marie, that the focus has to come back to the to uh, self care. Mm-hmm. That there has to be. Um, things that uh, can be done to uh, start to um, take the stress and anxiety out of the situation. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That I didn't even think about the stress and anxiety until you brought it up. Because my first thought was, go on the hike by yourself. 
Right. You know, grab the kids and the dog and go because at least that way you'll move out the stress and the anxiety by getting some physical exercise and then not perhaps bury resentment, you know, close yeah. to that second chakra. Because, yeah, that's the word, resentment. That, yeah. that definitely is, that's, a, that's a, a key word. Yeah, we do. We exercise at the Y. I go do that during the week, but when the weekends come and it's nice weather and we want to go do a little bike and yeah. I do work around that. Good. And I, th- I think you're going to have to, you know, because you're going you're to need to reduce your own stress levels so that you can, you know, be the great mom that you are and, and not, you know, be hurried or anxious, which is an excellent point because I didn't see the anxiety point. But clearly that is what's happening right. is you become very anxious. Right. Right. With the unknown and, and you know. And, and can you just let him be who he is? You know, even though it's not exactly what you want at this point. Yeah. Um, when I do that, I'm always surprised by, and when I let go of my expectations, I'm surprised by how someone really ha- is unable to meet my expectations. And then I have a choice. Either I change them right. or, you know, I l- end up changing the circumstances. But I think if you can learn to just let him be who he is and appreciate whatever aspects that you can, the fact that the, you've chosen roles now where he's the financial provider right okay. now and yep. and you're the one um, taking care of the children and soon and I do see you getting a job and going to work and and happy I see you happy to get out of the house and and kind of feel like okay I've got this nice little you know pu- um, bundle of cash that's gonna help you through some extra things you know yep. I, I see you happy about it and it doesn't look like a really big full-time job I, th- I still see you um, you know being a direct caregiver for the family good because it's what you want yeah do you see us getting then uh, his business turned around and out of our finance because whatever I bring in won't won't make a dent in the right. financial thing. Would well, you- and I'm I'm, ha- I'm e- eager to hear what um, Dr. Stroud has to say as well. But I really think this is up to him. You know, this is part of his belief system. I yeah. be- uh, you know, he has some lack of self value yeah. that's going on, and yeah. and you even though you want it to change, yeah. he has to do it himself. Right. And, and I th- a- go ahead, please, Dr. Stroud. <laughs> It's not uncommon, but there's a there's a certain uh, demand that you have for him to be different so that you can be happy. Mm. And um, whether that's directly spoken or not, there's the energy behind it, and and that actually that demand actually inhibits his ability to, uh, like Marie says, to, to 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 do it himself and to and to create his own business and his own situation. Good point. That's an excellent point, how literally our expectations prohibit what we want people to do for us. You know, that's a great point. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think at this point, um, because I don't see the relationship, in other words, I don't see a divorce. I don't see the D word. Right. Um, And and whether that's down the road or not, I don't know, because I literally can't see it. Right. And so all you can do at this point, and, and of course, anything that Dr. Stroud has to add, is to just enjoy yourself and right. and not be so concerned with what he is or isn't doing. Because I do think he is doing the best he can. Yes, I get that too. Mm-hmm. And I think he loves his family very much. He does. Yeah, and and so you're just going to have to learn to get comfortable with some of the discomfort. I know that, <laughs> you know, really, yeah. even with resources, I notice that when I'm focusing on resources or I'm slightly anxious about it, they actually freeze or they start to go down. <laughs> but if really? but, Yeah, but if I feel happy about money and grateful for the the money that I have in my life, even if it's only 10 bucks in my purse at the moment, right. I get more. It just magically starts to come. You know, this whole like attracts like right. and brings joy even to the pocketbook. So Dr. Stroud, do you have any suggestions um, for Michelle? 
Well, um, I think we've kind of covered it in the sense of of just watch the demand that you have for him to be a certain way so he can be happy. And as soon as you are able to pull that demand off of him and begin to create what makes you happy in your own separate activity while still being in a relationship, then he'll feel the pressure and he'll be able to be more creative and then uh, you'll feel less pressure and also be able to be more creative. That's just perfect. Um, does that sound good for you to Michelle? Un- sound- unfortunately, there's there's like, I can hear you crystal clear and loud and I Dr. cannot Strath. hear him. Oh, straining to hear him. Well, he, Dr. Stroud said the best thing, <laughs> really. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. He, he said something, I'll just kind of paraphrase it, yeah. you know, that when you can, um, you know, pull off your expectations, he's going to feel less pressure, which will allow him to be more creative and utilize more of his own resources to create what you're both wanting. Mm-hmm. I thought so, that was... Uh, having more of a freedom of not, you know, not having that all over him. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was really well. It's so nice to have a man's viewpoint, I think. You know, Good. it's really nice. So thank you so much, Michelle. We, thank you. We all wish you the best of luck and have fun with those kids. They are cute as can be. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead and go to our next caller. So who do we have? Well, we've got Jackie on the line calling from Seattle. Hi, Jackie. Hi. How are you? How are you? I am great. How are you? Good. Good. So, well, I have lots and lots of questions, but I know you don't have time, so I'll shorten it down. <laughs> um, first of all, I've been, I have, I had a nephew, my sister's son, and he had passed away in December '07 mm-hmm. of leukemia. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, and um, he, I, w- I'm not too close with my sister. Apparently, you know, things have been going on in the family, and we just don't get along. But And I wasn't close to her kids because I felt like she was keeping them away from me. Mm-hmm. But um, I had somebody tell me, and I don't know if I'm pulling my energy to him or what it is, but um, it's like I keep thinking about him, and I had a dream about him. And he was saying, he came to me and he laughed and smiled and he goes, Aunt, if you need to call me and talk about it, it was just so real, and um, to call him and talk with him. But uh, somebody else told me that he wants to connect with me. I don't know what my answer is, and I'm trying to figure this out. Right. So, Dr. Stroud, um, I'm assuming that you've and have dealt with... Um you know, people living on both sides of the divide, if you will. <laughs> right. And, and so what would your experience be or um, comments for um, Jackie? Well, it's, uh, there's, there's always the opportunity for an invitation. So, you know, the, the way to, uh, to create, a, uh, in a sense, a relationship with somebody on the other side is to uh, uh, create what we call sacred space which it might simply just be sitting quiet for a few minutes or having a, a place that's special for you or having a little altar or something in your home or whatever it might be. Um, and, then, and then offering the invitation to the other side so that uh, I can uh, partake in communicating in some way. It might not be through, you know, direct talking, so to speak, but so that they have the... Uh, the place where they can come and meet you, so to, so to say. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, create a space and uh, and then make the invitation to create a relationship. So you have to, you know, create a space. Hey, Jackie. Hello. Hi. Well, we're just hearing an echo, and so Tom's uh, going to ask. That's uh, because, Jackie, you need to turn your radio off in the background. That's what that's coming back to us here. I can't. I'm going to put you back on the air here in a second, but just go ahead and turn your radio off. You'll hear everything through the headphones. Okay, great. I couldn't hear Dr. Throat talking, and so I put the radio on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear him, so I didn't want to feel oh, rude. Oh, I'm sorry. So I hear him. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Can, can you hear him now? No. Okay. Um Sorry about that, Dr. Stroud. Can, uh, maybe Tom can. Can you fix that? No, unfortunately not. We're just, yeah, we're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and take a break and, and fix this so we, people can hear Dr. Stroud better. And then we'll come back on the air. So, Jackie, if you don't mind holding, um, we'd sure. love to answer your question. It's a great question, and I loved Dr. Stroud's answer. So we will be right back with, with the Marie Manucherry Show, Better Hearing, in just a few moments. Yeah. 509-548-8109. Okay. Bye. with Marie Manucherry and friends. Every month on the third Wednesday, this two-hour class promises to inspire you and surround you with like-minded people. Come explore topics like manifest your goals and desires, meet your spirit guides, embrace your intuition, bridging worlds, and balance your human energy system. This Wednesday evening class is held in Seattle from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., the third Wednesday of every month, January through October. Classes will be held at the Residence in Marriott, Lake Union, 800 Fairview Avenue North in Seattle. Parking is free on the street, near the hotel, or in the garage. Just pull up to the hotel and ask the front desk for a parking key. For more information, visit my website at www.energyintuitive.com or call the office at 425-825-5671. See you there. Learn how to become a Reiki master in Seattle, July 25th, 26th, and 27th, or in Portland, Oregon, November 7th, 8th, and 9th. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants while Marie uses her symbolic sight to provide individual feedback. You'll learn detailed information about the chakra system, you'll receive attunements with guided meditation and allow you to practice Reiki at the master level. Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. So call 425-825-5671 for more information or check out Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Come as you are. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We now have our audio 
um, little problem repaired. And you know, that's my favorite commercial, you know, when it comes on no shirt, no shoe, no problem. I think that's adorable for Alternative Talk Radio. We have Dr. Stroud with us. He is a naturopath, an acupuncturist, um, advanced healing in craniosacral medicine, also um, a four-year graduate of the Barbara Brenham School of Healing with extra studies um, in that school as well. And then also on the faculty where Dr. Stroud travels to Florida every other month um, for about a week and a half. Is, is Did you say 10 days, Dr. Stroud? 10 days. 10 days. Oh, I can hear you so much better. This is great. Okay. Yeah, much better. It'll be easier for you to hear the callers as well. And, and you teach um, to third, third year students, mm-hmm. anatomy and physiology, and, um, and learning the etheric and the physiology aspect as well to repair organs and grid lines and all those lovely, wonderful things. Correct? Oh, correct. Okay, great. So we do have Jackie still in line. Thank you, Jackie, for um, letting sure. us go through the break. And do you want to repeat your question again? Yes, um, about my nephew who passed away December 07. Uh, of leukemia, and as we weren't close, um, I'm not close to his mom, my sister, and was I clo- I wasn't close to the children also. So, but it's like um, he's trying to connect with me, my uh, um, energy, and he comes in my dream. So, um, well, this is the second time he's come. Mm. And I don't know if he's trying to tell me something. Um, he's said to me that he want he if I have any problems to call him. Wow! Well, that sounds like so, such a great opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, so what I just wanted to get an answer. Yeah. What happens when we have the opportunity to connect with somebody that's passed over is that um, you know it's a great great opportunity to to heal the what we call the family lineage or our our ancestral pattern so if there's um if there's discord in the family it's often uh, a way that those that have passed over look back onto the physical world and and feel the the weight or the burden or the sorrow that that happens when there's uh, conflict or discord in in a family line and because they're on the other side and they get to experience light and bliss and love, they often come back uh, in our dreams or in other ways to communicate with us in order to bring that message or to bring that inspiration so that we can begin to heal um, any discord that might be within the family line. And so really, um, Jackie, you're really quite fortunate. You know, your nephew has, he's literally visiting you while you're resting because our consciousness is at, is at peace and it's easier to move through the subconscious to visit, you know, for that someone to hear us and see us and feel us. And so mm-hmm. if I'm hearing Dr. Stroud correctly, he says this is an opportunity for you to heal the discord. And and you said something to the fact that you aren't close with his mother. No. Yeah. It's like she, you know, it's like, you can feel your energy when you go close to her. Her energy pushes me away. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I get this vibe to say, don't get close. And every time I go to her home, it's, she doesn't want me there. And I can feel her energy. And when I, it's like I want to get out of there so bad that I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So when I get out, I'm fine. But when I enter, Whoa. <laughs> what would you recommend, Dr. Stroud? Well, um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, 
uh, the, the, you know, if we have the opportunity, you know, the greatest gift we can give to another is to be with them uh, where it's uncomfortable. You know, and it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. I've I've had moments in my life where I just want to run away from people. And in the past, I absolutely positively have. And I've had some experiences over probably the last three years where I've had this opportunity to revisit that again. In fact, recently with a client who was sitting in my home, first time I'm meeting her, and I just want to run out the door. You know, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. I can just feel this energy pushing across from me and I'm having to tell the client what I'm experiencing because I don't even think I'm going to be able to work on her, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as I'm honest with my feelings, she just burst out crying and then she starts to tell me how afraid she is. And so what I found out... I've done that. I've done that with her. And what what happened? She just kept quiet. Oh. She didn't say nothing. Well, that's okay. So to me, I feel she doesn't want me there, which I've uh, since March now, I haven't been to her. I haven't seen her. I haven't spoken to her. Well, what and I, you know, what I've learned about it is it may feel like they don't want you there, but I think sometimes when people are really frightened, their energy can be so strong and and is pushing out because they're in so much terror, and 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 so if her her not saying anything, I would perhaps look at it as more of an invitation. And what you need to do, perhaps, is to have a conversation with your body and your cells to tell your cells that you're really okay, that you're not in harm, and, and that this person is really scared and, and, and actually wanting your help because she's not yelling at you and chasing you out the door. You know, Just like mm-hmm. the client who kind of fell apart on my couch and started bawling. And as soon as she did that, I could feel her energy collapse. And then I was mm-hmm. back into my knowingness and, and I wasn't trying to you know, it's like our energies were pushing up against each other because whatever buttons she had pushed, pushed my buttons and mine pushed hers. And and we didn't even know each other. <laughs> right. So imagine how complicated it is when you grew up with the person and you know exactly how to push those buttons. And so, Dr. Stroud, what would you recommend in, in terms of what um, Jackie could do for herself so that she could have more of a, a conversation with her sister and perhaps even talk uh, about her nephew? I really liked what you said about, um, you know, if, as Jackie tracks herself or, um, you know, feels what's happening with her in that dynamic, you know, if if you're in a situation or you're with a relative or your sister and, and your body gets tense or your breathing changes or, you, or um, you know, you feel all this pressure, if in that moment you're able to actually physically relax, and, you know, take a deep breath and bring your energy really quiet and calm, it actually has a very deep effect on the other person. Wow. So do you think you could do that, Jackie? Hello, Jackie, are you there? Huh, did we lose her? We're having a very interesting audio evening. uh, Are you there, Jackie? Her phone line's still connected. (laughs) Well? Okay, well, for some reason she can't hear us, I guess, or we just can't hear Jackie. No, and well, I, there's no reason that we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, you never know what's happening. We're in the world of energy medicine. All, kind, all kinds of things are happening. But I think that's excellent advice is to be able to, you know, um, calm yourself down. And, and then you'll be able to have um, a healthier perspective of what's really happening. Oh, and now she's gone. She hung so, up. So, but she can probably hear us on the radio. Yes. And so, Dr. Stroud, when you have people, you know, do that, how do you recommend that they do that, go inside? Or, you know, what is your recommendation to... Um, it's actually to track the physical body mm. and, and to feel... 
feel where there's uh, tenseness uh. in the body. Like people uh, like might carry tenseness in their shoulders or in their lower back or something like that. And um, what's happening when we're in a situation that's uncomfortable is our body tenses up because, uh, like you said, we're afraid or, or we're, we're going to be uh, threatened or, you know, we're on some level we think we're going to be harmed, so we tense up. And if we track that tenseness and we begin to relax our shoulders and take a deep breath and uh, what we call grounding or bringing our energy lower and or more calm into our physical body and feel more relaxed and, and in a sense, create a sense of safety within our own body, then um, it has a remarkable effect on another person that you're standing in front of. I think that's great advice to pay attention to where you're feeling uncomfortable physically right. so that you get out of the, the fear that might be you know, activating in your aura that's causing you to kind of disappear or take off, so to speak, so that you can um, then be present with really what's going on. And and then, you know, I think undoubtedly or mostly you'll recognize that nothing bad is really happening, you know, that you're safe. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's a great idea. So hopefully, Jackie, you're listening. And if not, you can listen to the show next week or uh, one of the archives. And, you know, really her her nephew is absolutely... um, what you said, trying to help heal the family and the lineage. And people on the other side, uh, the majority of them are completely in joy and, and really loving being out of a body and like, whew, you know, <laughs> nobody has to pay mortgage, eat food, or pay their taxes or drive to get gas. You know, right. a lot of stressors disappear quite readily, and yet they have full sight and understanding of the human condition, if you will. And generally, um, our loved ones want to help it help us to to all be better and to be well, which is a, a tremendous gift. When um, Jackie brought up leukemia, I actually was thinking of you, Dr. Stroud. Um, is there something new that you've been working with herbally or whatnot with cancer patients? Is there something that you've been doing different? Yeah, um, I actually in my practice don't don't treat a lot of cancer patients. Okay. Is- um, there's a there's a people in my profession, uh, naturopathically, that specialize in it, right. and I actually refer to them. Okay. So, so there's not that's, something that's on the horizon that you've heard about? or um, Because when she brought up leukemia, I saw your face in my mind, because you're not in the studio with me. You're calling yeah. on the phone. And, um, and then I saw these lovely bottles behind you. So is there something within your industry that you think is new or different that's on the horizon, since you don't? Mm-hmm. Actually, Might still be on the horizon. Okay, so so maybe I was seeing something into the future, not necessarily yeah. right at this moment. Okay, yeah. so we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. We ha- who do we have on the phone? We've Tom? got uh, Mark from Graham is joining us. Hi, Mark. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am great. And what can we do for you tonight? Well, Maria, uh, I've talked to you before, but I was just wondering this time if maybe you had any insight as to what kind of career I should go into. Ah. Um, and, of course, uh, Dr. Stroud, I won't put you right on first right away, <laughs> let you kind of contemplate some ideas about career. Um, Mark, have you been, so in your current job, are you unhappy with it? Yeah. Okay. And and so what parts of it are you unhappy with? Uh, well, I, the whole thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. Okay. And I've been doing it for 18 years. I've just kind of burned out. You're like the- done. Yeah. And, and so what are you doing to help yourself feel joy? You know, I think it takes at least 14 or well, four times the amount of energy to do things that we don't want to do. And then I, I'm always surprised. Um, I'm not surprised, actually, when people are trying to create something new in their life. It's challenging because they're so drained doing things they don't want to do. 
And, and so is there something that you're able to do on a regular basis, perhaps even daily, for 5 to 15 minutes that can bring you joy? Uh, well, I'm pretty busy raising my two kids, so that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I so mean, there's, there's a lot a no. of joy there, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of work too. That uh, no, I uh, not five minutes a day. I have been getting some some powerful dreams that say I need oh, to just to stand off and be more intuitive here. But uh, I, I agree. I mean, I'm definitely in more mystical aspects when I look at potential career choices for you for the future. You know, I'm more in whether it's holistic medicine or, you know, some psychic work or something of that nature. I'm definitely there. But I will tell you this, that when you allow yourself to have times of joy, that allows you to connect to your destiny, you know, and your life path. Because believe me, when people discover more of who they are, it's a really joyful experience. And and while you remain in struggle, then it's difficult to connect to those aspects of yourself and utilize them and pull them into the physical world. Well, that's pretty much what my dreams have been telling me. So. Ah, <laughs> good, good communication with yourself. Congratulations. Oh, I'm working on it. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That, that's so, very good. So you're uh, you're thinking, what then exactly? Well, <laughs> I mean, well, you're telling me to, to find it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, partially. I mean, I am seeing that moving into the mystical realm or spirituality, holistic medicine, anything that's a little woo-woo. That's you know the word I use generally. Um, that it will make you happy, and it. Well, that definitely excites me. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. And it gives you great passion. So, and, and do, is that something that you want to do every single day for five to 10, 15 minutes? I don't, I don't really know. Sometimes looking at a beautiful landscape or, you know, jumping in a pile of leaves, um, you know, anything that's going to provoke that feeling of joy is going to help pull to you um, a new physical reality, especially when you have an intention of career change. So you're going to have to spend some time being happy. I'm really sorry to give you that homework assignment, you know, <laughs> um, but I think it's highly necessary. What do, Dr. Stroud, what do you have to offer? Well, you know, what I see basically where you're at is you're, you're uh, pretty stifled and you're not really getting the appreciation that you feel you deserve and that... Um, there's uh, you have so many creative thoughts and so many great ideas, and uh, for them to become a reality, it's going to take a bit of a, a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And like what Marie is saying is, just begin to spend time every day uh, creating that leap of faith, where you can can uh, move into what you're more interested in and what what's more exciting to you. So how um, do you get over the the fear factor? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you do it in small steps. I think that you, you don't change your career, you know, from Monday to Tuesday, but you change your career over a, a period of time where you're beginning to add the things that, like Marie said, bring passion and interest and, and excitement into your life. And then pretty soon you look back and go, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing, and now I can make the final step. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's good advice. I agree. You know, I have a friend, and I don't know if I've told this story on the air before, but I have a friend who um, was a practicing astrologer for years, and um, and, and it didn't always go very smoothly. Sometimes she needed to do other types of work, and she'd been doing this for about a decade just to make ends meet, you know, do some um, kind of... uh, work on the side, secretarial work, temp work. And one day she was sitting down with a bunch of friends and I was included in this group. And, and she said, do you think that astrology really is my life path? And I said, no. And she goes, why? And I go, because it's not easy and fun for you. It's challenging and it's difficult, which is a sign, by the way. And I'm, I'm saying that to the listening audience here, it's a sign. If you're not enjoying happiness in certain areas of your life, it's a sign. It's not, oh, I need to get 
a new plant or I need a corner office or I need some antidepressants. No, it's it's really you in connection with the universe and the universe communicates to us simply. You know, the answers to life qu- questions, I believe, are rather simple. And um, so we actually, the, fr- the friends and I, we made this homework assignment that I just gave to you, Mark, you know, about being joyful for a mm-hmm. period of time. And she sat in her rose garden every day for 15 minutes. It took her about a week to really relax. She felt she needed to be in the house cold calling and finding another temp job. And and um, one day she looked into a face of a rose and went to the grocery store and bought a disposable camera and started to take pictures. And a, a few days later, after she developed them, a friend found this stack of photos near her sink in the kitchen and asked her if she could show them to a professional. The professional called my friend, the astrologer, and told her he wished he had taken some of those photos. Really? Uh-huh. And now she has a full-time profession as a, a as a photographer. She's never taken classes before. He did take her under his wing for a little bit and gave her some equipment um, but she's naturally gifted, and I believe everyone has natural gifts and talents. And we're not going to discover them doing things that rob of of our joy and our energy. And that's why it's so important to spend time every single day, e- even if that thing isn't what you're going to do. But it brings you happiness with the intention of having a new career or whatever it else is that you're wanting to attract in your life. You're pulling it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Oh, well, you know, when you hear things more than once, I think that's also a sign to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Yeah. So I wish you the best of luck of that. Dr. Stroud, do you have anything to offer? Um, no, I think that covers it. Okay. So that covers it. And, and we all look forward to hearing what your new career might be and that you also inspire others by understanding your joy. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, I'll keep you posted. Okay. Thank you so much <laughs> for calling. Robert. Thank Bye-bye. you. Well, Dr. Stroud, so your um, clinic is in Wenatchee. And what is the phone number and that people can use to... Uh, well, it's area code 509-663-4365. And you also have a website as well. Is that true? Uh, yes, WenatcheeAcupuncture.com. WenatcheeAcupuncture.com. And I, I really think that, you know, those in the area or anywhere else looking for a holistic practitioner, Dr. Stroud is clearly well qualified, you know, yeah. um, graduating from the prestigious Bastyr University in two degrees and also studying energy medicine to the length that you have and also on faculty at the Barbara Burnham School of Healing. So I thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, and thank you for your insight, and I hope that you'll be willing to come again in the future. anytime. Oh, thank you so much, and have a wonderful evening, and um, thank you for your insights. Okay. All right. Okay, good night. Good night. And and so... um, just giving an update that there will be a class on Saturday. We've been having some audio problems today on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. You know, always trying to make things interesting, not a boring moment here. And so on June 7th, I will be teaching a class called Healing Our Children's Health Issues. It's at the Resident Inn Marriott on Lake Union in Seattle. It's from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And of course, you can go to the website, www.energyintuitive.com, or call the office at 425-825-5671 to register for that class. And then on June 18th, I will be teaching the evening Wednesday class, um, connecting to the positive field of intention. Same hotel, same contact information. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and calling in today. And next week, I'm sure we'll have less audio interruptions. (laughs) So have a wonderful evening. Joyful blessings. Good night.
Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle.